Are you a cake maker running a business or a business owner making cakes? Hi, I'm Sammy. Hi, I'm Bronya, and welcome to the business of cake making. Making a cake for me is the same as being a magician or a scientist, but with but without the magical or the scientific elements, your cake could turn out as flat as a pancake. <laughs> or as rubbery or burnt or taste like fish, which is what happened to my sister the last time she baked. <laughs> Hopefully today we can wow you with some tips that might take, can help your cakes taste more magical. I'm sorry, taste, well, like, taste like a fish? Yeah, she did throw it away. <laughs> she just phoned me up, she's like, I've just made cake. Tastes like fish. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> Love her. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about so, top baking tips today. Yeah. <laughs> we've got baking tips. I can't believe we've got to episode 29 and not talked about baking a cake. I know. It's so funny. When you pointed it out to me the other day, yeah. I cracked up. Yeah, 29, we've, 29 episodes of talking yeah. and we haven't talked about baking yet no oh, um today's the perfect day the perfect day the perfect baking day um right we it are going to tell everyone first that we this is this is our last episode for a month though yes um yes because july 2021 um appears to have become cake hell <laughs> <laughs> i've got a gazillion cakes this month and my mother is poorly. Isn't yes. It? So, so we, yeah. So you have personal family issues, and mm. um, all of your 2020 cakes in two weeks, it would appear. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah. But, <laughs> and and two of them have um, cancelled to to next year, oh. and one has had to cancel because I couldn't do her new date. Oh God! So. Oh my God! <laughs> Yeah, it's God. it's so it's I'm not as busy, but then that's because logistically we had moved and I didn't have as many bookings yeah. in 2020 to postpone to 2021. However, still saying that next weekend I do have two wedding cakes, yeah. and they've both booked in the last four months. Yeah, I've I've still got every day people saying, "Can you do a quickie wedding cake yeah. for us? Can you do a two tier? Can you do, you know, a cake for 20? Yeah, and I mean, and the, the ones that I've got aren't even where someone's tried to postpone and their original cake maker hasn't been able to make mm. it. The, the ones, the two I've got next week are brand new bookings that had never booked a cake anyway. Yeah, so it's brilliant. It is. I mean, it is really good. But yeah, July is going to be cake hell. Oh, hell. Yeah. yeah. So we are. We're going to take a month off. Um. Oh, shall we? Yeah. Shall we say that because it is cake hell? Shall we mention that we've got a new freebie to help everyone get organised for their cake hell? Yes. <laughs> so, so I've done a new freebie. You can download it on daisycakecompany.co.uk. Click free resources, or you can go to our I think our Instagram at the business of cake making. Click on the link of the bio, and there's free resources. And I've done a weekly cake planner for everyone so all the stuff that we were talking about in last in our last episode about bake lists and make lists and board lists and all that yeah. it's all on that cake planner and it's really cool I really like it <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm going to use it 
for each individual piece of paperwork. So, you know, like, I'm going to have, I've got one here to hand. Ta-da! Not that anyone can see it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, normally I've got the order form. Yeah. So now I'm going to print out the bake list thingy, the organisational list, and I'm going to use that as my timesheet <gasps> for each order. Nice. Because I am very disorganised and something like that will, you know. So, so it will in, hopefully... In, increase my game is that right up your game yes (laughs) up my game (laughs) kind of the same word different way (laughs) but so hopefully july cake hell will be a little bit more organized july cake hell yeah that's what i'm hoping yeah right but should we talk about baking tips yeah right i'm yes i'm gonna do a really really quick rundown of um so like the science behind baking, because the tips, I think unless you understand the science behind it, it's difficult to understand why we're giving yeah. you the tips, if that makes sense. Because, yeah, there's, cause there's some words there that I can't actually say. Okay, hydroscopic, is that the word? The word? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So um, we're talking mainly about normal fully loaded baking we're not talking about gluten-free or vegan or fat or dairy-free or anything like that we are talking classic cake making okay so in classic cake making you have five ingredients you have a fat which is either a butter or an oil and fat gives you flavor you have sugar sugar um, adds sweetness and it is hydroscopic which means it can absorb moisture. So sugar is actually considered a wet ingredient. And anyone who's been struggling with making fondant or sugar flour, fondant figures or sugar flowers, and everything is sweating like a pig at the moment in this (laughs) humid air, it's because sugar is hydroscopic and it's taking on all the humidity. So that's why all your cakes are sweating at the moment. That's very interesting. There you go. I'm going to use that word. Hydroscopic. Um, Right. So you also have eggs. Eggs are a protein. So that builds structure. um, And it also has fat in it to add to your flavor. Then you have flour. Mm -hmm. Flour is, I'm talking about wheat flour. So it has gluten in it. So the gluten is the real building blocks blocks of of baking they are protein so gluten is a protein and that's why if you're doing gluten free it's generally crumblier because it's not the protein that builds the structure and lastly you have a raising agent um, so a baking soda bicarbonate soda baking powder or air which will increase with the hot air in the oven, which will give you your light, fluffy cakes. You also have, obviously, flavours, others' ingredients for texture, blah, 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 blah. Right, so there mm. are your five main ingredients. Yes. Oh, this is like a crash course in, in science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, so so the general, so the normal creaming method, of course, there's other methods like reverse creaming um, and other stuff. So first off, you usually cream your sugar and butter together. Creaming your sugar and butter will whip air into your butter, will whip air into your mix. It will also start the sugar absorbing the the liquid in your fat. It will Mm. also kind of take off the edge off your sugar, so it starts to dissolve it a little bit. You then add your eggs um, one at a time. So your eggs are your protein, and that will add the structure, which will allow air to expand eggs are liquid 
butter is a fat. Fat and liquid don't like to mix. So what happens is they don't actually mix, they emulsify, which means that you little pockets of air in your fat. So I think about little pockets of air in your fat, which your liquid can sit in. And that's what happens. So that's why you have to do it slowly. If you add too much liquid, it will curdle. So you will then lose all the air and everything you've whipped into it. If it begins to curdle, add a tiny little bit of flour. But lastly, you add your flour and you add your raisin agent and you mix that as little as possible because you don't want to develop your gluten strands because otherwise you're going to have bread or a bready texture. Then you bake in the oven. The heat will expand all the air and you'll have a light fluffy cake and then the sugar will caramelise and you'll have a nice golden colour. Yes. Does that make I sense? Really enjoy- yes, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Um, we do have a blog post, actually. If you go onto daisycakecompany.co.uk, click on blogs, and there's a thing about ingredients on our blog, and that is that, what I've just said. Yeah, because that's quite, yeah. And and the ingredients are quite important as well. Yes. Yeah, because if you think about it, it amazes me that, because I made scones the other day, and scones are all the same ingredients as a cake, but the quantities just... make them oh, yeah, yeah. a completely different product. Yeah, there's hardly any sugar. Yeah, it's hardly any sugar, but there is still. But if you don't put if you don't put the sugar in, <laughs> if you forget. <laughs> but but cook, if you if you're making cookies or biscuits, again, it's all so it's still flour, sugar, eggs, and butter. Eggs. Yeah. But they're just very it's so. It's yeah, ingredients all ingre- been scientifically tweaked. Yes, of course. Of course. Like. So- it always amazes me that how did they know all those years ago well, that this bit of wheat, let's grind it up and make it into a, into bread and then into cake. I know. And how did they go? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> how, did, how did they discover that? Who said, let's get this wheat and give it a bash with a stone? Incredible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm pleased they did, though. Same. Right, so our top tips. Warm your oven. Mm-hmm. Warm your oven is very important. Five minutes to warm its belly and five minutes to warm its walls. <laughs> I've never because, heard it put like that, but yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because if you put the cake straight into the oven, it's got to come up to that temperature yep. and um, all the development and the things that are happening will take longer. So they need to happen in that specific heat yeah these happen straight <laughs> yeah sense? always always yeah. pre preheat your own and that was the, that's the first thing i always do actually i walk into the kitchen i turn the oven on before i do anything else yeah oven goes on yeah every single Definitely. time yeah. um my first tip i would say if you're not into baking because a lot of people do like just the decorating side of it they're not really into the baking side of it unlike us two who are a little bit nuts about baking um some people yeah. do prefer the decorating I would say master three recipes. Really good. Because there's nothing worse than having a cake that looks amazing and then opening it and go, oh God, it was so dry. It didn't taste very nice. And you're not gonna get you're not gonna get repeat orders doing that. So choose three. I would do a vanilla, a chocolate, and maybe one other, I don't know, a lemon or something. Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. And really raspberry and white chocolate. Stop. But really master those three recipes. So when someone says, what what flavours do you offer? You only offer three flavours, but they are going to be really good and they're going to get yeah. repeat custom. When they go, what are your signature bakes? Signature, you can yes. 
these are my three that's what I'm amazing at <laughs> but let's face it most most um flavor cakes you can doctor a good vanilla recipe to get most flavors oh god yeah yeah definitely definitely bit of coffee coffee cake easy bit of lemon lemon cake exactly <laughs> bit of cherry cherry cake <laughs> <laughs> some raspberries raspberry, raspberry cake, cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh, uh, measure and weigh your yes. ingredients um the, this i get really um when my, people help me bake and they don't measure it exactly like with the level teaspoon i get a bit upset because i think it's not going to be perfect yeah if you just <laughs> throw it in willy-nilly but there are people who can do that aren't there there are yeah there are there are but i'm not one of those no i think you should follow the recipe to the do tea. it properly the other thing is though i think there are certain things like cookies you can get away with being a bit lapsed brownies you can get away with not but cake you've got to be precise on cake yeah and there's a lot of recipes online that come from america and australia and they're all like cup measurements mm. i would say weigh stuff always yeah. Weigh. I, yeah because when you go to google other appliances are available <laughs> um, <laughs> and i say what what is the different cup sizes for this and what is the different cup sizes for that they will be different weights for different things. Yes. Yeah. Um, like with flour and sugar, if you weigh them out, they they weigh a completely different amount. And yeah, because like if a cup of marshmallows is much lighter than a cup of sugar, and then a cup yeah. of packed sugar, you know, like brown sugar, you yeah. really pack it in. Yeah. Now I I was yeah. a bit of a geek the other day, so I because I thought oh I'm going to look these up online. So there's also another problem you've got in America. Your US cup size is 240 millilitres. Uh-huh. Your Australian cup size oh my God. is 250 millilitres. What? Yeah. That's just So silly. they're different. So, and then in the UK, a tablespoon is 15 millilitres, which is three yes. teaspoons. In Australia, yeah. a tablespoon is four teaspoons, which is 20 millilitres. Didn't know that. No, so that so it's that's really interesting. And the other thing is, in if you pick up an an American um an American recipe, they often talk about sticks of butter. Yeah. So in the UK, a a packet of butter is two hundred and fifty grams. A stick of butter is actually one hundred and thirteen grams. Oh my god! So that's so crazy. And just one more, one more. Because in yeah, the US, a pint. So if I would always, I would always, always, always measure in metric, um, because metric is just more accurate. You know, one ounce yeah. in imperial is the equivalent of twenty-eight grams. But in the US, a pint. So an imperial pint in the US is two cups, which is four hundred and eighty milliliters. In the UK and Australia, a pint is six hundred milliliters. That's a hundred twenty milliliters difference. Oh no wonder. No wonder recipes don't recipes. work. Yeah. <laughs> My God. So I would, al- wow. I would always measure, and I personally, I would always use metric. You know, I know right. my mum would always do the three eggs for six ounces thing for a vanilla cake, but I would always go, always go metric, always go grams, personally. Yeah, I prefer it. It just flows so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> but 
and also buy yourself a decent pair, decent set of scales that you can put the, the bowl on and make it zero. Yeah, my latest set of scales because I dropped my favourite ones and broke them. Um, this one has it does grams, kilograms, pounds, milk, water. It does loads. Wow, it's got loads on it. So I have to make sure I reset it each time <laughs> to the in right case thing. I, I push you, the button. You're measuring yeah. milk instead of flour. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah, my scales are Weight Watcher scales. They'll tell you how many points there are in all the food. <laughs> well, those are the ones I had before. Yeah, they they are they good. Were very they are I good. Them and I did break them. Oh, good. There you go. You have to put a link for that in the, the show notes. <laughs> yeah. Weight Watcher scales even tells you how many points you're eating. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So my next tip is try to have all your ingredients at the same temperature. So yes. this is talking about like the emulsifying. So you've, if you've got cold butter and you're trying to put warm eggs into them, it's not going to emulsify quite so well. Uh-huh. Um, so I know butter you can't have completely warm because it'll melt and it's not hygienic and they should be kept in the fridge. But try to get yeah. everything at like a room temperature before you start baking. What I do in the mornings is I take three slabs of butter out of the fridge. Oh, do you? To sit at room temperature, to, to go, come to room temperature yeah. ready for me to make butter icing. Yes. Whenever I do it. Yeah. So that's that's how I do it. Oh, I've got another tip about butter icing, but we'll come to that later. Oh. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Use plain flour with baking powder rather than self-raising. Yes. And don't substitute baking powder and bicarb. They work in different ways and are, are not interchangeable. Now, I spent ages, I went off on a tangent, reading all about bicarbonate of soda and baking powder and why they are different. And I can tell you, but I just can't put it into words because <laughs> it was so complicated. <laughs> but I... um. So I do occasionally bake with self-raising flour. Do you? But I do, yeah. Once in a blue moon, I have um, my my personal home recipe right. for lemon drizzle cake. Right. <laughs> uses self-raising flour, but my professional recipe doesn't. Doesn't, it's plain flour. So, yeah. And even though it, I think my, my personal recipe is, is better, I like to keep it because my my lemon cake's pretty amazing do you know what <laughs> do you want your legend cake your lemon cake is legendary legendary <laughs> lemon cake it really legendary. is dairy legendary <laughs> definitely um see i the reason i always use plain flour and like a raising agent separately is firstly flour is kept in paper bags so it can mm. get moisture into it. So your raising agent might start working because sometimes moisture, because I think baking yeah. powder starts working through moisture, doesn't it? Yeah. And if you've got self-raising flour, which is what you were just saying, really, basically, I'm just repeating <laughs> what you're saying. If you've got self-raising flour and you've had it in your cupboard for, say, three years and then you go to bake with it, it it's won't work. probably not going to work. Yeah, it won't work. Yeah, Cause it, and, you, and you don't actually don't know how long that that self-raising flour has been sat around in a warehouse somewhere either. Yeah, so. that's right. But also right. with plain flour, you can. So our chocolate cake recipe has got both baking powder and bicarbonate of soda in. I think self-raising flour is something like it's. I don't know exactly what it is, but I think it's flour plus baking powder plus a bit of salt. 
Whereas plain flour, you're putting your own raisin agent in. So you are controlling your own own raisin agent. Um, Baking powder, I think that's activated by water. Whereas bicarb is activated by an acid. So like a buttermilk or something like that. And I think the bicarb works instantly. So it starts puffing up instantly. Whereas baking powder, it has to wait for the heat to activate it a little bit more. So it's got like a bit of a longer burn. That's exactly right. Thank you. <laughs> that was that was all up in my head. <laughs> You're amazing. But that's so that's why if you've got a cho- say our chocolate cake, the bicarb will give it yeah. an instant burst, and then yeah. because it's got a heavy melted chocolate in it, which will weigh it back down again, the baking powder then will keep it going a little bit longer. So it'll keep it expanding a little bit longer. And it works. They work by releasing carbon dioxide, which creates air bubbles, which then expand in the heat. Yes. God, it's like a science lesson today. It is. It's just what it is. It's like I said, it's it's magic and science. It is. And you put them together... But do you not think, though, with all the science, some days, even with all the science and all your knowledge, some days it just don't work? Yeah. I had a uh, sort of caramel cake do that thing where it implodes. (laughs) I guess that's just where we we call it an imploding, just like a black hole of cake. (laughs) (laughs) But did you eat it with custard and it was all okay? No, I didn't actually. Oh. I'm trying to be very good at the moment because because of lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Lockdown chins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> chins. Okay. Ah, right. Moving on to the next point. Yep. Use an oven thermometer. Yes. Bake bake low and slow for flatter cakes. Yes. Have you now, have you got an oven thermometer? I haven't got one. I keep promising that I'm going to buy myself one. Yeah, I, I really recommend doing it. You just pop it on one of the shelves. Yeah. And and you may think that your cake bakes at 150 degrees centigrade, but over time it has changed slightly. Um, you can recalibrate your ovens. Not all ovens can do it, but if you take off the oven switch, right. the, the knob, yeah. and look at it, it might have a calibration button inside it. Really? Yeah. Not all ovens have them, but it, you can sort the temperature out in your oven by having one of these. <gasps> but a thermometer does the job as well. I'm, I, straight after we've recorded this, I'm going to go and check my, my oven knobs. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So. Wow. What do you? What temperature do you bake your ovens at? Your, your ovens? Do you bake your cakes at? <laughs> Um, I bake the majority of mine at 150 degrees centigrade. Yeah, I do. But there are some that um, cook better with a higher temperature. Yeah. They're the cakes that are, say, um, something a little bit different. If I'm doing a different recipe and it's not following my stereotypical creaming method, yeah. that that's when it'll probably go up. Right. And, yeah, and I, always, I always bake at 150, always. Yeah. And the reason that you are it won't dome as much is because if you bake your cakes too hot, the outside of your cakes are the bit that bakes first. So as your cakes are rising, so if you've cooked it really hot, your outside of your cake will cook really, really hot. And as your cakes are then cooking, the middle bit, 
has got nowhere to rise. So therefore it kind of blows out like a dome. And that's when you get a dome if you cook too, too quickly. Whereas if you, if you bake it low and slow, it all bakes at like an even rate. So it'll all rise at the same rate. Can you see my hands doing the... (laughs) But you also get less waste doing it Much less. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're baking it with a dome on it, you have to cut that dome off to get your nice level cake when you stack them together and then you either eat that bit or make it into something or throw it but it means you've got to make more in order to cut stuff off so so it's got to be cheaper it's got to be cheaper in the long run to not be wasting your cake my next one and it's funny because something came up on facebook today about someone asking how people bake their larger cakes um, Uh because this person had baked two 10 inch cakes that were three inches deep Uh and they hadn't baked in the middle so my my next tip is don't bake too much at once in one pan so I always bake individual layers I never bake two layers and cut them in half I always bake individual layers because they bake more evenly they bake more consistently they're lighter and you don't get that nasty chewy stuff in the middle where it all kind yeah. of collapses down on itself and it can't cope with yeah. its own weight and everything. So I always, always bake individual layers. Never come in. Unless some just... occasionally for chocolate I do, because that, but that's a bit for denser any denser cake anyway. Uh, I don't like it when everybody's individual. But personally, I don't like it having to cut one tier one layer into two no. to make you four. No, yeah. I would I rather have to. four separate layers all I baked. Four like <laughs> <laughs> But can you remember? I, so I, I remember at the shop, we but it was a square cake, and we didn't have enough square tins, so we tried to bake a vanilla cake in a square tin, and I think we were trying to bake three layers, and we were going to slice it into three, yeah. and the middle was so tough and so dense and it's because of your, your cake rises and then it can't support itself so it kind of all collapses back in the middle and then that middle bit was just like oh it's just like really chewy in the middle oh it's horrible it's it's claggy good word <laughs> good word claggy so i've got four tins of every single size of cake that's three or oh, four okay. tins yeah and i bake them all all in one mm. go I never bake two and then try and cut them in half. Never. No, I don't. I don't know. Right. Next. Oh, you. Oh, it's me, isn't it? And we've done. Have we done? Don't overcrowd your oven. No, not yet. We haven't no. done that yet. So, don't overcrowd your oven. Yeah, don't overcrowd your oven because it affects the temperature of the cakes. You've got ten cakes there. Not that my oven can get ten cakes. Yeah, I wish. It. God. Yeah. Um, so you've got all the, they got, here we go. This is what I did last week. I had two 10 inches mm-hmm. and three six inches. And I think I had a five inch in there oh as well. Just one. I'd really stuff them in and they took forever, forever <laughs> to cook. We kept going back, checking them, checking them, checking them. Yeah. And it just went on. And I think they were in there for over an hour. Really? Yeah. There was too yeah, much and in they there. shouldn't they, yeah it was just too much in there it, I, I guess it, it I mean it re- it reduces heat because you're spending so long putting everything in 
Um, yeah. And also when you put, so if, if you're putting cold baking pans in a hot oven, that's going to reduce the heat. But otherwise, I guess it just, it, you don't get the flow of, of no. you don't get the flow of the heat no. round the oven, do you? It's like squashing loads of people into a tube. <laughs> and then over everyone overheats and passes out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not getting yeah, the you air, air circulation, I guess. So in a way, you're thinking to yourself, right, I'm going to save time. I'm going to bake all these cakes. I'm going to stuff them in my oven. Yeah. But technically, you're not because you're spending twice as long going back to the oven because they're just not cooking. Yeah. And then you're going to affect the bake because they've been in there so long. Yeah. The outside's going to be. And then they're, yeah, they're going to start to dry out rather than cook, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Also, um, the other thing that can happen that I've had happen when I've overcrowded my oven um, is one of them gets pushed at an angle. Mm-hmm. And then when you come to level, yeah. when you come to take all your cakes out of the oven, one of them's <laughs> on the wonk. Yeah. And it's. One corner of it is like an inch yeah. high, and the rest is five inches. Yeah. yeah, one end's like a biscuit, and the other end's yeah. So that's what happens when I've overcrowded an oven. It's just that you're trying to put too much in, and then one goes, "No, I can't do it anymore," and it goes up on up on a, an angle. And the customers do notice when they cut into their cakes, <laughs> and you haven't leveled them all to exactly the same yes. size. It looks so nice when you cut into a cake, and each and they're all the same layer. It's exactly the same. Do, I, do you? How do you level your cakes? Because I've got an ag bay that I level mine with. Yeah, <laughs> I've got an ag bay. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a knife. I've got a bread knife. <laughs> See, but when I when I cut my cake now, I used to cut straight across. Yeah, you have to turn it, don't you? Yeah, you cut a little bit, then turn it. Cut a little bit, then turn it. Yes. And I, I have very rarely now get any like wonky cakes yeah. see i i thought i've got an ag bay i don't actually know where it is because i haven't used it for so long and i think it's because i think when it comes to wedding cakes i'll use it when it comes back to wedding cakes because wedding cakes or when it's the little five or six inch yeah cakes. and it's, it's like you know what i can i can cope by do it with doing that by eye a little five or six inch yeah. but i think now cakes getting bigger again i'm gonna have to find the ag bay i don't know where it is it's in the kitchen somewhere who knows where Oh. Yeah, but but yeah, the, and also when they cut wedding cakes, they cut them and they all get laid out on a table, don't they? So you can yeah. see if yeah. if someone has. It. I remember going. To, I remember being a guest at a wedding, and there was this beautiful, beautiful cake, and they cut it all up. And one of the tiers, I think, had two two layers that were like an inch and a half, and then a layer that was like three inches. And you could yeah. see, and it's like, why did you not just cut that in half and put some some filling in it? Yeah. But, right. And then this one, this is the one that everyone should know, but we all still do it. <laughs> do not open your oven too soon. Yes. Because your cakes may sink. Yes. <laughs> and and there, there is no coming back from that. <laughs> there is no coming back from it. So what happens is, no. is that your 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 cakes are all nice in the oven and they're all warm and and all the air's expanding in the warm and they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and all lovely and then you open your oven and a big cold gust of wind comes in and pops all your lovely hot air in the middle of your cake and it goes and that's it <laughs> yeah and it's never or you slam the oven door and that pops oh all the God, bu- yeah. all the all the bubbles yeah. yeah. Don't bang it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 
don't bang your oven. <laughs> Even my kids know that. Yeah, do not <laughs> wrong. Do not bang the oven door. Um, yeah. So I I always so I always bake at 150 degrees for about half an hour, but I will not open the door for at least 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that is also because um, your cake hasn't crusted as well. So yes. Once it's crusted, it's less likely to sink. So yeah. you know when the cakes are at that. It's almost like they're liquid molten, <laughs> you know, what's this, uh, lava Yes, yeah. in there. It's really wobbly. Yeah. It's just, you know, if you put your hand in there, it's it's going to be hot slop. Yeah. <laughs> also, have you ever done that thing where you you think they're done and they're, they're, it has actually crusted on the top and then you put your you cake tester them. in the middle and you clearly pop something inside and as you put yeah. that cake tester in, it goes, and it's like, I just did that. I watched myself yeah. do that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always say at least 20 minutes. Yeah, just put them in and leave them. But don't forget to set your timer. Walk away. That, yeah, that is one of my top tips today. Don't forget to set a timer. Yes, definitely. How many times have you gone? <gasps> Get to the oven. <laughs> how long has it been in there? Get out of my way. Yeah. Can I smell? I can smell the cake. Yeah, if you can smell the cake, it's cooked. <laughs> it's baked. Yeah, because I mean, that's the thing is that as a cake maker, I don't smell cake anymore. I mm. very rarely smell cake baking. Yeah. And I, I remember when we were at the shop, people used to walk into the shop and go, oh, it smells delicious in here. And we used to go, does it? Didn't smell any different yeah. to us. Um, yeah. yeah. And if you begin to smell the cake baked, it means you it's... Know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh crap! Got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a oh yeah. And have to bake it again. When you've done all that, you've done, just finished the washing up. You like use your last two eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the experience and the heartache. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's hope that we can stop any you any and you listeners. Yeah. You don't want any heartache. No, no heartache. <laughs> Set a timer. I've got a timer on my oven now. Have you? Yeah. And does it carry on going off after its first like minute of beeping? No, I think it goes off for about 30 seconds. So if you're sat yeah. in the garden or something, you've lost it. Yeah. Phones are a wonderful thing, though. Yeah. Google. Yeah. And other, other things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Going on to the next tip. Mm-hmm. Always use real butter when making buttercream. Yes. Don't use margarine. Don't use. So I've actually written down some things about butter. Oh, okay. Be- because um, so you get you go to ASDA, say, and you look at the butter counter, and there are loads of yeah. them. There's um, ASDA's own, there's Smart Price, there's um, Country Life, Lurpak, Anchor. Thousands. Which of them. one do you choose? Thousands. So. I always go for unsalted. Mm-hmm, me too. Because it tastes scrumptious. But I I like to experiment. So I always make up, uh, I think you're the same, you get your three pats of butter, ratio of two to one. Yes. So you've got one part butter to two parts icing sugar. So that would be um, 750 grams of butter, butter and 1.5 kilograms of, 1.5 kilos of, of icing, icing sugar. sugar. Um, and I've, I've been buying three packs of Lurpak 
three packs of Anchor, three packs of Country Life, uh, three packs of Asda Zone, three packs of Tesco Zone. Right. And I've been trying them out to see which ones I like the best. Um, Country Life, I hate. Really? Country Life, yeah, I just cannot get on with it. Lure Pack is best oh yeah it's just like heaven anchor is really i really like anchor but it's really moosey right it's like more moose like and then um you've got asda tesco sainsbury's i don't like sainsbury's butter tesco's is okay asda's i really like yeah and i guess again it's personal preference that's really actually it's really that's really interesting. I never because I I know that you've got um, so if you're making something like croissants, you should always use something yeah. like President Butter because it's got a higher fat content. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because I the only reason I remember this is from watching Bake Off the Professionals once when they used butter that wasn't the right butter and there all this steam and everything came out of the oven. So you have to use uh, so for things like croissants, you have to use like a really high fun- fat content butter and President is a really high fat content. But the rest of them, I just that. kind of thought they're all the same. But they're, they're, and they taste different as well. Really? Yeah. And Lure Pack is white. Lure Pack's whiter, isn't you, it? And I've, I've been baking for all these years, yeah. and it's only recently that I've been doing this experiment, experimenting with different butters. And, and it, it's Is really it a tasting or is it a texture thing? Both. Okay. Both. Both. So, yeah. Some, some are different in te- texture. It's like if you get icing sugar, some icing sugars in... Um, yeah. certain shops or certain yeah. brands I don't like to buy. I refuse to buy Tate and Lyle. Absolutely refuse. Point back to buy yeah. Tate and Lyle icing sugar. And Sainsbury's icing sugar. Yeah, well. Sainsbury's is the same. I wonder if they get it from Tate and Lyle. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, like I remember um, it was a few years ago, there was a massive problem with Tate and Lyle icing sugar in that they changed the anti caking agent. And it made it really gritty and really great. And no matter how much you whipped it, you could not get rid of that gritty, grainy no. texture. Or even sieving it as well. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, who miss- wants to spend all that time double whisk, double sieving? Icing sugar. Just, and yeah. I can't be bothered to do the cleaning afterwards. because <laughs> no, it goes everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But and also the reason to use real butter, let's go go back to the butter. The reason to use real butter is if you use margarine, margarine butter is should be about 70% fat. Whereas margarine, no, butter's higher than that. I should have checked that. Anyway, butter is a high proportion of fat, whereas margarine is has got a higher proportion of water and they put liquid in it. So they put moisture in it to make it spreadable. And that's why why you shouldn't use spreadable butters or spreadable margarines. Mm. Because then you have to put so much icing sugar in. And then the icing sugar, because it's hydroscopic, turns to liquid. And it's like making glace, like, like a glaze icing. If you put a tiny little bit too more, too much water in glaze icing, it just oh, goes to... Oh, that's it. Yeah. That's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happens if you use margarine instead of butter and buttercream. And the amount of posts that I see on Facebook where they say, I've tried piping my buttercream and it's just gone squidgy and I don't understand why. And then it turns out they've used stalk. Not the same. It's like using um, vegan butter in icing sugar. If you were trying to get vegan icing sugar and you have to put so So much much. icing sugar into the butter. Have you seen the new floral ones? They're much better. I love it. I've used it so much. Yeah. 
the flora so plant-based block butter i think it must have a really high high fat content or something in it, it must do because it actually feels like butter yeah. doesn't it and it works like well. butter I, yeah i would highly recommend i would i definitely <laughs> yeah butter. and and it is 80 percent fat in butter. Oh, is it? have you just looked it up yeah well done because and I, I think I was looking yesterday because I was looking at some baking spreads yesterday when I went to Asda and I think um I think something like stalk is about 65 70 percent so that's quite a big difference that's like 10 15 yeah. percent of extra moisture that you're putting in it that's quite a bit of difference yeah. when you're trying to beat yeah. it and then it just gets so yeah. sweet and it's like teeth achingly sweet and it's like yeah. <laughs> Right. We're quite fussy, really, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Because we want the best bakes. Um, right. This isn't a baking necessarily tip, but this is something to make your cakes look better. And that is to learn how to use ganache under your fondant, not buttercream. Mm. Um, you can either use a white chocolate. White chocolate ganache is harder to, to make because of the fat content and it's more temperamental. But definitely... I don't know, a dark chocolate ganache, but use a ganache under your fondant because uh, it stops the bulging and it just is a better finish, a much better finish. I don't have any problems with making white chocolate ganache. Don't you? Though now I've said this. <laughs> yeah, you are lining yourself up. <laughs> but Paul Bradford, I don't know if it's on YouTube, um, does a fantastic video on how to make uh, white chocolate ganache oh, really? or any ganache yeah and I've used his method right for, for quite a few years now and I I just love don't it don't have any problems and it's, no um shall I tell you go on then go on <laughs> spill the beans you boil your cream yeah it's like blah, 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 and then you just pour it over your chocolate whereas before I would put my chocolate and my cream in the same bowl and warm it in the microwave right so by doing I that just, you're i suppose releasing the fats because a lot of people complain that when they make white chocolate ganache it goes greasy and that's because of the fat in the white chocolate yeah yeah you have to you have to make sure you keep mixing it as well i, I don't have any of those oh my god i gotta make white chocolate ganache i make i make it all the time wow i just boil it stick it on top of my my chocolate chips and, <laughs> and so what what ratio do you use when you make white chocolate ganache three to one three to one okay yeah. so two to one for and dark chocolate three to one yeah. for white and if it's really 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 hot i might do four to one right yeah because white chocolate does melt in the heat a little bit more doesn't it 30 degrees is this uh melting temperature i know this <laughs> <laughs> happened to me <laughs> i i always remember though I, or it's something that mary berry says quite a bit if you think if you give a kid a bar of milky a bar of, of milk chocolate yeah. them just holding it's going to melt it yeah. so it doesn't take much to melt chocolate and white chocolate melts right. much quicker than, than oh, the rest so much quicker yeah, yeah. and do it's, you it's... um do you whip your ganache I have just started. Me too. Doing whipped ganache. Yeah, I've just. I don't know what made me do it, but because I, I reheated some ganache and I had some lumps in it, and so I whisked it with my hand whisker, and then yeah. I'm like, this, this is so much better. 
Because yeah. ganache should be about the consistency of peanut butter when you're using it, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, but it, definitely. But there's, I mean, there's lots of you, lots and lots and lots of YouTube um, tutorials about ganache. But what ganache does is it creates a like a, a shell around your cake. Yeah, because it sets as well. So you, if it, it just looks so smooth yeah. and sleek it's and you can get your sharp edges it's so much better and also you can you can get when you get sharp edges, you can push down on the, the top of the cake slightly and it doesn't make everything bulge out the sides i must put cream on my shopping list because ah. i've got lots of ganache in this week so cream what cream do you use well i tend to use elmley do you do you use uh, the, the double, double? okay elmley yes I've always used that. And it sits in the, that can sit in the fridge for ages as well, can't it? So I bought, actually, I bought from um, my cash and carry. Yeah. uh, About 12 tubs of it in one of those special packs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they lasted until the end of July. They've long gone. Yeah, they've gone. used them all But there, yeah, there is nothing worse than having cream in your fridge and it's like last five days and you're like, oh, for God's sake, you know, you think you've got cream. It's the same. It's like clotted creams, another one as well. You think, oh, yeah, I've got some clotted cream. Go to have it and it's off. Yeah, because it's been there just that little bit too long. Do you buy posh chocolate or do you use supermarket chocolate? Well, I I buy posh chocolate. Do you? Uh, yes, and I also buy middle-of-the-road chocolate and I also buy cheap chocolate. Um, if I'm making um, a cheap, 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 cheap cake, I will use the cheap chocolate. Um if I'm making a middle of the road cake, I'll maybe use a bit of this and a bit bit of the more expensive yeah. and combine them. But if I'm doing a wedding cake or a normal birthday cake, you always I will use the use posh. The expensive. And does yeah. it make a difference? Do you find it makes a difference? Tastes love. It just tastes <laughs> so much richer. <laughs> I'm not talking. And and uh, I, I don't necessarily think that there's a difference with the ganaching. Yeah. So it. using That's, it. That is, yeah, that's the same. I think it's just the taste, really, and a higher fat content, a higher level, the amount of chocolate that is within it. If you buy the cheap chocolate, you get less. Yes. Cocoa yeah. in it. And at the end, it is about. I mean, the thing is, we are making cakes, and yes, cakes have to look as good as you can make them look. But at the end of the day, yeah. they're, they're there to be eaten. And I know everyone yeah. goes, "Oh, it looks too good to eat." No, just eat it. It's there to yes. be eaten. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because that is the prize for me, is when someone tucks into your cake and they go, mmm, yeah. I had so good. I had an email the other day from a, cat, a lady and she said that they cut into it and they were hoping to have some the next day for some friends to come over, but it had all gone. And I'm like, that makes me happy. That makes yeah. me really happy. Yeah. That's what I want. That's why I'm making cake. When a bride and groom say to me, we didn't get to have any of our cake. It had all gone. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> that works. Yeah, yeah. I like that, yeah. So, um, I think we've covered everything, I, haven't I think, we? Yeah, I think that's everything that I've got on my list. I mean, there's also, um, oh, we're talking about butter. You were saying you get butter out of the fridge in the morning. Mm-hmm. If you forget to get butter out of the fridge, right? Um, if you if you need to get your butter soft quickly, get your packet of butter, cube it all up, 
put it in a bowl and put lukewarm water on it. On the butter? On the butter. Yeah. So, so put it in lukewarm water because butter is a fat and it won't get wet. Oh, right. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to repel all that water. So put it in lukewarm water for about five minutes, then pour the water off uh-huh. and you will have soft butter. Wow. Oh, I'm going to so try that. Yeah, you'll have soft butter. And another one that I've heard is that if you put butter on a dish, if you've got a metal um, a metal mixing bowl, so, so you know, like on a Kenwood, you get a metal mix, mixing bowl. Yeah. Fill your mixing bowl with hot water, em- like boiling water, then empty it and then turn it upside down on your butter. And the heat and the steam within that mixing bowl will then melt your butter but it won't melt it. So, you know, like if you put butter in a, a microwave, it just melts it, melts it, yeah. doesn't it? The, Especially, and it melts it from the inside out as yeah. well, doesn't it? So this will yeah. soften it. This will soften it. Yeah. But I, I use the pouring hot, the pouring lukewarm water on my butter probably at least once a week. I'm going to try that. It works really well. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, and also, I've recently bought a freezer, and I'm going to try that this week. Just, I just don't want to talk about it. I'm just too jealous. <laughs> <laughs> too jealous for words. I bought a small chest freezer. I've got a busy weekend coming up and I'm going to do all my baking on Monday and Tuesday. We'll see how it goes. You're going to have fun. I'm jealous. And that's all because anyway. of Christine and Phil from Paborian. Yeah. Told us all about that when they were on the podcast. Yes, let's go back and list which podcast was that, Bronya? Oh, <laughs> oh, what, when was that? Let me let me just check. Episode twenty-four. Oh yes. Episode twenty-four. Christine and Phil Jensen from Paborian. They were very good. And I think that's it. I think that's all the the tips that I've got for the moment. I've actually written down there's uh, different types of baking. You've got the all-in-one method, mm-hmm. the creaming method, the rubbing-in method, the melting method, and the whisking method. The melting method, is that when you melt the butter first? I guess so, like um, profiteroles. Yes. Someone recommended making chocolate cake with melted butter instead of creaming it. Never tried it. Maybe I will one day. I've done, different, I've done a different chocolate cake recipe recently, but I can't remember what it was. But I didn't like it as much. Right. Everyone said it was as nice, but I... You weren't impressed. I just didn't have the love. <laughs> it. no, it's not like your chocolate cake. Our chocolate cake. We, we yeah, honed that recipe together. <laughs> Definitely. It's amazing. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Oh, 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 I have got one more thing. I turned the page. Look. <laughs> but I saw this and I thought I must say this. A bakester was once the proper word to refer to a female baker. So we're bakesters. We're, ba- we're not bakers. We're bakesters. Yeah. Uh, how interesting. I didn't even realise there was a male and female version. Nor did I. Is that, I guess no, it's like an been... actor and an actress. But the, you don't say actress anymore, do you? No. You don't say actor. I'd quite like the idea of being a bakester as well. Yeah. Hey, we're bakesters. <laughs> <laughs> You're my bakester. <laughs> wiki, wiki, woo. If anyone else has got, if anyone of our listeners has got any tips that they do, we would love to hear them and we will put them on our Instagram. We will share them with the world. If, if anyone wants to get in touch, you're more than welcome to get in touch via our Instagram at Business Cake Making, or you can get all the podcast show notes at daisycakecompany.co.uk, which is where you will also find all our new free resources. Yeah, that you can have. check them out. 
No. And all we ask, if you are having a free resource, all we ask is that you sign up to our newsletter. But that in itself is informative and interesting. Yeah, I like reading it. <laughs> so we, every month every, or every two weeks, we send a newsletter out and it has four things that we're really into that at the moment or four things that we've seen that would be really interesting. And we remind you of the podcast episode. But I think I think that's it for a month. We're going to have a month off. Yeah, holiday, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holiday for podcast. But I'm, I'm not as busy as Sammy because, like I say, I didn't have all my 2020 cakes transfer over to mm. 2021. So I may be hanging out on social media a little bit more um, and come over to our Facebook group business of cake making facebook group come and join us there we're trying to get it off the ground i keep asking questions no one's listening to me no one's talking to me so t- someone talk to me so sorry <laughs> i just don't go on social media very much <laughs> but, but come, someone come and talk to me on my facebook group please <laughs> but we will see you in a month or it might be a bit longer we'll see i'm sure it's just going to be a month Oh, I think it's just going to be a month. Yeah, a bit and then we'll be raring to go. We will be raring to go, definitely. I've got ideas for guests. I think Sammy's got some ideas for guests. And we will be back with some amazing people. Have a good July, everyone. Yes, many thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. We're amazing. You're amazing, Bronya. And you are, Sammy. You're amazing. Have a good month. Don't get the cake, let the cakes get you down. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>